This intro was filmed using AI. Hello, welcome to the Full Stack Beauty Podcast, where we dive into beauty, tech, mom life, and more. I'm your co-host, Sarah, here with Sabrina. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the ever-evolving role of artificial intelligence in the beauty industry. We're in the age of digital revolution, aren't we, Sarah? Absolutely, Sabrina. From shade matching to product recommendations, AI is redefining beauty experiences. Let's unpack its impact. So for those of you tuning in for the first time, that's not what really Sarah and I sound like. The topic of today's episode is AI, and so we thought we would incorporate it into our episode. So we fed our voices into this tool, and it did that. In just like a few minutes. It's pretty gnarly. Okay, it's pretty amazing, but I have to say I did not like the way that I sounded. I sounded like a weird sportscaster vibe. Yeah, I mean, you were all right. I think everyone feels weird hearing themselves, like hearing I your own like voices. I felt like you sounded more realistic than I did. Maybe. I, I definitely felt, it just feels weird. You're like, how did this thing spit out these words that I didn't actually put on paper or haven't said it out loud yet? It's, it's nuts. But I'm actually, I'm excited for this tool because maybe in voiceovers or things that, you know, people need me to do, um, I can be more productive by using this AI tool. Yeah, maybe in like your future Hollywood acting career too, it'll be useful for when you're... Uh... There is a high demand for a sportscaster vibe Asian uh, women. <laughs> I love it. Well, obviously the topic for today, which is exciting, is AI. But before we get into it, let's catch up a little. I want to hear what's new. I haven't seen you in a bit. What do you, what's been going on in the life I of Sarah? I, I love these podcasts that we film in person because I get to see you and I can catch you up. Um, what's been going on? You know, I, I went to New York for Death Sides. Um, last month, I took my daughter, um, who um, is, is two years old, and we had a great time, but we did go at the time when New York was flooding. You were there for that? Yes. So oh, we, only caught, we only caught the last um, day of it, um, or our last day was, um, was like the worst day of the flood, but everything was canceled. Um, wow. they closed like the museums, like the restaurants closed. And so we weren't able to do anything, but we were able to get back home safe. That's important. Um, I, I've been taking my daughter with me to New York, um, once a year. So twice so far, but, um, as you know, I spent most of my adult life in New York. And so I want this to be a tradition that we do, um, an annual trip, um, for her and I, so we minus had the rain, minus the rain, but you know what you need to. You need to embrace New York in all of its glory. You never glory. know what you're going to get in New yes, York weather-wise. Yes. I have been kind through of so a, much. Um, Work-wise, um, been pretty busy. There's been a lot of events. I don't know if you feel that, but I just feel like there's like events, like it's double wedding, events sometimes. It's like on the, the wedding season for the beauty yes, industry right now. Yes, it is, it is hot and I'm furious over here um, with events <laughs> and beauty. Um, we have... Workwise, we have a lot of partnerships that we're launching, which is super exciting. Um, I want to give a shout out that we did launch Cookable Ingredients by Clear For Me on mm -hmm. Beauty Fluent, our mobile app, and the response from sales associates have been tremendous. So we're super excited um, for that and also the new features that we are working on with your team. 
That's awesome. We're stoked too. What? Did, tell me a little bit more cheese, What are the store associates telling, uh, <laughs> tell telling me, you? Tell me more about um, how Why people love so awesome? my product. <laughs> um, no, I think it really uh, helps them feel more educated about the product um, when they're able to click on the ingredient and see what it does. It kind of gives them that instant expert status. And I think it's both, you know, customer facing, but also just like education that they want for themselves. So, um, you know, I think it's obviously just like the beginning of what they'll be able to do. But I think just even that being able to click on ingredients, see what it does, why it's there has, um, they just really feel like, okay, um, you know, this is valuable and unique information that I really can't get um, from the packaging um, or my experience in the store. So yeah, I don't know. It's been great. Everyone is happy to hear. I mean, I, I think that's the, that was like the, the key thing behind it is we want to empower people with information they can use. So I appreciate the plug as well. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so what have I been up to? Let's see in it with work as well. We've been exciting. Um, we're kicking off a partnership with Amazon. So that's, yes. that's, that was super exciting. We just started working with a digital marketing agency. We're starting our first like big campaigns in there, which is a little bit crazy, yeah. but exciting. Um, and then on the family front, you know, I have three kids. So like always crazy. Yeah, always yeah. crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm having my first homework experience and I'm not really sure what to do, like what my role is supposed to be. Oh. Now I'm like trying not to be the type A mom of like, this is how to do it, but yeah. also just surrendering and being okay with the teacher emailing me like, you know, Noah didn't do his homework. What's up? And I'm like, I don't know. But um, anyway, so crazy back to school yeah. grind. Um, and then on a personal front, I did some, I'm on, I'm on two new kicks, which I love. Okay. LMNT electrolytes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. game changer, and something called AG1, which I feel like I'm super late on this okay, bandwagon. Okay, I also do AG1. Okay, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I feel like in just the last two months since I've been, you know, I don't do it every day. I feel like I'm on a Monday through Friday type mm -hmm, of gal on these, yeah. on these two trends. I feel a difference. Like I feel like less fatigued and I'm, I'm, I would, I'd give it a thumbs up. I don't know what the long-term impacts of AG1, but the thing that I noticed right away is that when I would have it, when I would drink it in the morning, I um, didn't need coffee right away. Mm. Like I, like usually like as soon as I open my eyes, I have to have my first cup, but it, I could wait until like I got into the office. And so I thought that was interesting that interesting. I think it's just like gives you like a natural, you know, like energy wake up. Yeah. Whatever it is. Okay. Very interesting. We've not been sponsored by AG1. AG1 but, but we can be. You we can, can be. <laughs> and we're very open to that. <laughs> all right. Let's get into AI and all the fun bits about it. Yes. So as I mentioned, I've been um, at a ton of industry and business events. And AI is just what everyone is talking about. And the way that it's been explained to me, because I think I'm pretty, you know, new to this as well, is that it is going to change every aspect of how we work and how we live. And it's not going to take five years. It's going to be this year. So that was like a wake up call for me of like, okay, we, you know, we better really understand how, um, you know, how we will use it in, in our, in our company, in our work, um, and, sort of like in our day-to-day -day lives. Um, so I think a good point that someone made is that everyone is pretty much using AI already. If you have like Alexa at home, if you've ever been like on customer support on a, on a website, um, if you drive a Tesla, with, oh, yeah. um, we both do. 
I do. Yeah. Yes, we, we're both Tesla drivers. Tesla, you can sponsor us too. <laughs> we're equal opportunity. Um, so we use um, AI on a day-to-day basis, but it seems like just recently it's become a lot more um, pressing as a industry issue. And I, and I, and I know that it has to do with the development of generative AI. Yeah. So I wonder, Sabrina, could you, could you help me understand what is generative AI and why is that different than what we've had? Yeah. So I think the, the way I, the way kind of digging into this and understanding same, like every event I'm going to generative AI, AI, AI in every form. Right. And there's so many, um, categories which we're going to dive into, but essentially kind of high level generative AI is a form of content. It could be various forms of content. You know, don't think of it as a static piece. When I say content, think of very dynamic in terms of content, but it's made using AI from input, whether it's keywords, data, other sources of input. And the goal is to leverage that data set to be able to determine patterns, create like what we, you know, what we're seeing from that data set to then create, i.e. generate new data sets or outputs from that data. So it's using a, a, a kind of a core set of data to create some sort of trend and then use generative AI to be able to generate what could be other types of outputs that could happen with the data that we haven't currently seen. Okay, so dumbing it down for me, um, I think the biggest example of generative AI is ChatGPT. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Um, and so when I ask ChatGPT something, it's using the data and it's creating something new. Yeah. And um, I think the other thing that I um, have learned is that um, so these type of like AI machines have existed in like, you know, labs or like research facilities. um, But ChatGPT, because it understands natural language, which is like whatever we type in or say, um, was also kind of like a breakthrough. Yeah, that was like the big what spurred like all of a sudden to make AI so much more accessible than it has been before, because we've been hearing AI forever yes it's already in a lot of like you know tom cruise movies from way back i when. honestly anytime i hear ai i think about irobot <laughs> and that one scene where the robot just opens their eyes <laughs> um i i heard this crazy statistic of so for technology companies a, a big metric or a milestone is uh, getting 100 million users and it took netflix eight years something like that to get to 100 million users it took i think instagram um two and a half years, three years. And um, with ChatGPT, it took two months Holy. to reach 100 million users. And so just like adoption is this is the fastest adopted product in history. Um, so I don't know. I'm using it for sure. Um, I have not yet upgraded to ChatGPT4, um, but I'm <laughs> definitely using the free version um, on a regular basis. So when you look at the beauty industry, what are some of the common applications um, that you're seeing in the market today? Well, we know that, you know, everyone knows when you offer more personalized choices or experiences, whether it's directly through product or through marketing or things like that, you know, conversion goes up, but we haven't seen, we haven't seen that really take off at scale. And I think the ways that we're going to see it take off at scale is across a few different categories. More uh, plain vanilla might be content creation for companies. Um, in the beauty, there could be there's obviously impact in how you can create transformative customer experiences. Like think about um, 
all of the different layers you can do once you can create more personalized recommendations for customers from the way they experience a storefront to on, you know, online or virtual advertising. Think about all of the useless ads we've seen in our lives. And now like the way the ads can be curated using AI will be, will change in terms of what they're going to be. And they're also going to change in how they're going to, um, Q minority report. Exactly. That was, that was what I was thinking of with Tom Cruise. I couldn't think of the movie. Um, and then there's, there's ways to use AI to help you understand customer sentiment. Like the big problem when we speak to our brands and retailers, everyone has like the biggest problem they always uh, explain to us is how they want to better understand their customers. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be really transformative in that, in that space as well to be a tool for retailers and brands to, to be able to do that. And I think the last piece, which is also something that might not sound as sexy, but it, I think might have even more most impact is really optimizing like the operational um, logistics of the business. Like you can use and leverage AI for so many ways to optimize like how you run your business. Um, everything that's, you know, on the back facing that no one ever sees, but that takes up so much time for founders and operators of a business. Yeah. I, in if for its applications in beauty, I think that it can make, um, it can create a lot of efficiencies actually yeah. in how brands start their, um, start their company and operate their company. Um, when you're talking about sentiment, it made me think of the new Amazon um, reviews. Oh, yeah. And now on top of, um, for every product, there's like a little summary of the sentiment of all the reviews. And I think that's like super helpful and and, and powered by your partner. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about all the time. Reviews are such a big part of how, especially in beauty, how customers are making product, product choices and being able to really drive like how you can make an empowered product choice. And so if, and like how many times have I been on like page 11 yes. or page 25 just to try to find more and more people that, you know, are going to be talking about concerns in the, in the products that I want for when, for my beauty stuff. Um, so I guess to that level, you know, curious what, I mean, there's a lot of exciting things, but what excites you the most? Like, why are you pumped about AI? Um, I think because landing is in the retail space, um, what's most interesting for us is the um, the sort of applications um, in the physical space. And so um, I'm, I'm super excited about um, AI driving sort of the retailers and brands, knowing your um, purchasing history, um, knowing um, you know, what inventory is available in that store and being able to offer dynamic pricing, which is basically, you know, targeted to you and targeted to the location that you're in and applications um, like that, um, where we really see AI's ability to, to synthesize, you know, huge amounts of data that is available into like a single output that ultimately enriches the customer experience. Um, So Wondering, I mean, you your product already does have AI incorporated into it, but just wanted to ask you, what are some of the short-term um, projects that you're working on um, with AI in mind? I, well, I'm actually piggybacking off some of the, you know, what you just talked about, past purchase behavior. I think um, that's kind of the key one there that we're working on right now um, and building a product for it with one of our partners is essentially status quo for today, you know, when you get recommended a product, it's because you bought a product, Mm -hmm. you bought that product before. Yeah. So it's very 
vanilla, like your recommendations, because you bought something, I'm going to recommend the same one or maybe the other colors of the same product. But when you buy a product, there's a lot of information you've given over to, to somebody. You're talking about different ingredients of a product, especially in beauty, right? You're talking about ingredient profiles of a product that you care about. You might not even know what you actually are, like ingredients you care about. But when you buy repeated products, you're saying these are the things and attributes of a product I care about. I care about something being good for moisturizing skin, something that is um, has specific lifestyle attributes like vegan or cruelty-free. And then from that information, you can infer a lot to then use AI and leverage that to be able to get smarter about the recommendations. So we could use past purchase product, uh, past purchase um, product behavior to be able to now infer and recommend products to you based on the ingredient and other profiles of that product. And so that's, I'm so like, I think this is the future, the idea that you can actually not have to give more information and mm -hmm. figure out, you know, find, fill out more quizzes or profiles yeah. or all this. To, you can just be like, look, I did this. We can just be smarter about based on what you bought this foundation. You should look at this serum or you should look at, you know, this concealer because of the profiles of yeah. that. And it helps you introduce and discover new products in a smart way that actually is going to speak to you in your language, your yeah. beauty love language, <laughs> I call it. <laughs> No, I, I really like that. And I know we have the same sort of philosophy when it when it comes to that, because um, I think you know, a lot of AI is driving the virtual try-ons and the skin analysis, and it's very um, prescriptive, I would say. Yeah. So based on, you know, your gender, your, your age, your, you know, you know, racial background, they're saying these are the things that you should use or is right for you. And I can see some applications of that, but I think for the most part, like, Customers already know what they want. They're more, they, they know what they gravitate towards. You know, I, I take myself, for example, um, you know, I always wear like very similar, you know, outfits, right? Like I, I like a t-shirt, I like jeans. Someone comes to me and says, hey, for your body type, you know, you really should be wearing like girly blouses. Um, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and I'm like, I've already told you what I like. So you should just give me more offers of the things that, like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to buy more of. Yeah. And I think that's what you're doing, um, which is to say, to like really respect the customer's time of, you know, you've already told us what you want. Yeah. We don't need to prescribe you something different. Yeah. And if you can bring that into your retail experience of like, hey, like I can be the virtual store associate to you to say, hey, Sarah, like I already know you buy these types of t-shirts and like this type of clothing, then you don't have to go through the whole spiel with me of song and dance of like, well, this is kind of my thing. And this is my, you know, yeah. it saves you time. And then also you're, it starts to create a much enhanced experience for you. And I can't believe that that, you know, that's, that's what is exciting to us about AI right now. And there's obviously way more applications, but the fact that the way you're leveraging it and the way that we're, we're trying to as well, I think is, is going to make some real big impact. Yeah. I mean, let's not give too much away. Okay. Um, <laughs> But I will say that it's interesting because if you take a very good retail salesperson, they will ask you what you currently use. Yeah. Because based on that, um, based on the brands and the products they use, you can infer a lot of information even without like the, you know, the technology that you're describing. Yeah. And I think I, that's, you know, your application of AI is great because it's taking all the positive things of like just the data processing capabilities of the technology to give to improve on something that actually people are already doing yeah. in the in-store experience. 
Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because retailers obviously want to do this. It's not that they've thought about, you know, they haven't thought about this problem before, but I think that having our data set of how store associates are engaging with this information in through beauty fluent with customers and engaging with our data set on clear for me side of how ingredients are standardized, where, how they're stored, like what are the different attributes and, um, things that are, are the profiles of those products based on the ingredients, mm -hmm. like that data set is, I think, a great, those are two key inputs, I think, and be able to deliver that. Okay. So I think we've talked a lot about what AI, um, you know, is doing in the beauty space, what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, do you have advice for brands um, about what they should be doing to get ahead of this AI revolution? Yeah, I'm going to quote our, our, or maybe she's not, I think she's like our good friend in like our, in our heads <laughs> but because we both read her book, but I'm going to quote Sheryl Sandberg here and we got to lean in. Like if you're a brand, you got to jump in because um, there's just so many opportunities and it's not in a very literal way and across one segment of your business. And I think the way to do it is to make it fun, right? Like engage your community, like how we're playing with it with AI on our podcast, which was just funny. Or, uh, you know, talk to friends, play with it for like day-to-day -day things. I have some friends right now who I'm on a group thread with and they're passing around their headshots that yes, got done I've with AI. That. It's pretty amazing. And mm -hmm. it's just fun banter between all girls on the chat of like, this is, you know, this is what we look like. And this is, how, you know, all the different headshots. Um, so gamify it with your community to make yourself comfortable with it. And I think from the, I mean, the key advice here is you don't want to jump into AI like our parents did with Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. They By the time our parents went on Facebook, it was irrelevant. Yeah. And so you don't want to be that if you're a brand. Um, I say on this side, you have to be really, you have to think about this as a holistic part of your business. It's not an IT or tech department type of thing. Yeah. It's this, this AI is going to transform your business. So you really, everyone on the team needs to get involved and be able to understand it and ideate on what makes the most sense so you can test, iterate, you know, come to market with things, good old true nature of entrepreneurship, come up with MVPs and keep, uh, I guess, pivoting as you learn. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I think we have said a lot about AI and um, lots to think about. Um, Want to thank our listeners for tuning in. And future and, sponsors. And future sponsors, AG1 <laughs> and Tesla. Um, and Let's end with our quote for this episode. Okay. You want to go first? Yes. So I was recently at, um, sorry to name drop, a Vanity Fair event. And this designer who, I'm sorry, I've never heard of, even though he's designed so many of the things that I have used and loved, um, Yves Behar. So he uh, designed um, the Samsung frame. He designed the Herman Miller sail chair. He designed the snoo. Um, and he was asked to give like a ma mantra of his life and, um, he quoted Pippi Longstocking. Ooh. And the quote was, I have never tried that before. So I think I should definitely be able to do that. Oh, I Which, love that. <laughs> I know, it was so cute and so optimistic. And I think, um, for, you know, as a technology founder, we have like six new products, you know, um, brewing and uh, we just move forward with the belief that we can do it and we will do it. Yeah. And so that's sort of like what's driving me right now. I what about you? That's a great one. So I was thinking about kind of um, for this one, I went with Wayne, Dw Wayne Dwyer and I said, 
abundance is not something we acquire. It's something we tune into. Ooh, deep. I know. I felt it felt like a good deep one. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, you know, in this space of AI, there's just a lot of fear of what it's going to take away and uh, what's that going to mean. And I think this quote's helpful to think about it from the standpoint of being able to tune into it so we can explore and dive into all of the different capabilities. There is abundance in embracing what this can do because I think um, our everyday lives as humans, like there's just so much that we can transform. And I was trying to explain to my son how there was no, like, he, you know, he's talking to me about cell phones and I was like, you know, there wasn't even cell phones like until I got into college, like, yes, yeah, same, which is like gnarly to think about. Like he thinks they've been around for like the whole eternity of human life yeah. but, and like, it's not. And so I think being able to embrace what these things can do is, is, um, and thinking about it, that it's going to create abundance. And there, there is a lot of abundance within AI and what we can do will help kind of alleviate the, the fear factor and the, and, you know, not just the hesitation that doesn't need to happen. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, I think that's a wrap that's on this episode. All right. Well, stay tuned to the Full Stack Beauty Podcast. Subscribe now and follow our socials. Bye, guys. Bye.